What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Souls. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in. My name is Emron. We have an excellent show lined up for you today. Before we get there, a quick reminder that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station. We specialize in um, the celebration of contemporary soul, jazz, funk, Latin music, and hip hop. And uh, we're very, very happy uh, to present to you, very proud to present to you shows from across the world including Japan and Australia uh, and the States and London and uh, it's very very exciting so uh, we hope you'll check us out at www.blueingreenradio.com to catch our live stream as well as the complete back catalogue of uh, these podcast episodes um, we have a wonderful collection uh, that we've amassed we've got some amazing interviews with uh, with a range of artists today's episode sees us catch up with uh, Mr. V uh, Vahe from Melbourne, Australia our buddy and Blue in Green Radio contributor he is the creator and host of Confessions of a Curly Mind which airs on Fridays at 5pm UK time and he is the creator of the brand new V's Joint which at the time of this recording uh, has seen two episodes broadcast on Blue and Green Radio it is a part of an incredible lineup of music that airs on the first Sunday of every month uh, we have um, the amazing Futuristica radio show headed up by the incredible DJ Simon S. And to celebrate that, we thought, well, let's create an entire day of wonderful music and um, Vahe's V's joint. It's a celebration of kind of broken beat and uh, R&B and uh, soulful house and house. So it's uh, an eclectic show, truly in the vein of the incredible uh, legend, the man, the myth that is Vahe. Uh, really enjoyed the episode today. He's always so much fun to talk to because just sort of never really know where the conversation is going to go, as is evident by the first 10 minutes of what you're about to hear. Uh, we have a really cool chat about uh, his new show, uh, about well, quarantine life. It's still a hot topic, I think, for me. I always like to know... Uh, how people are getting on and we have the fortune with this podcast series to talk to people from across the world today uh, we're discussing uh, quarantine life and how things are progressing in uh, Melbourne Australia uh, lots of other stuff we talk to we talk uh, wood we talk lots and lots of wood uh, and we talk about uh, confessions for curly mind and um <laughs> We talk lots of wood. It will all be explained in the episode. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> lots of questions about Curly Mind and future episodes. Uh, regular listeners of the um, 
show will know we feature two songs on every podcast our guest in this in this case Vahe gets to pick our closing number but I have the luxury of picking the opening number I am uh, we have the two most unusual song selections for uh, this episode the two most unusual song selections uh, I'm not going to set my one up at all I'm just going to introduce it and then we'll go straight to the conversation because the conversation itself will explain things far better than I probably could. So uh, the song pick that I've chosen, again, it will be explained, is Sting, Rod Stewart and Brian Adams and uh, their track All For Love from um, The Three Musketeers. I haven't checked the, the original, the actual film title, but I think it's The Three Musketeers. Uh, and yeah, so we'll play their collaborative single, number one selling single. I think I'm safe, I can say that. Uh, yes, so we'll, let's go to it right now. Then we'll go straight to Melbourne, Australia to catch up with Vahe. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in. And uh, please uh, visit us at www.blueandgreenradio.com. And I very much hope you enjoy the show. When it's love you Make it! 
I'm going to hold you to account uh, immediately. I've just seen uh, on Facebook at the time of us recording this, you've just written, well, 27 minutes ago, you wrote, oh, it's that time of the night where I get Mr. Bombastic stuck in my head again. <laughs> now, the only... <laughs> The bombastic. I said bombastic. Now, the only thing I don't yet know about that is the tone of that message. Was it? Oh no, it's that time of the night, or is it a case of? Oh yeah, it's that time of the night. Yeah, <laughs> which the, one the is it? <laughs> the, the latter, definitely. I, um, I feared it would be. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was more like, oh, it's just like, uh, oh yeah, just it's that time of the night again. You know what I mean? Like, it's just because it happens so often that um what, with that song yeah it's one of those ones it's, like, <laughs> it's one of those earworms for me uh but it was yes, a specific okay. there's a specific version of it it's just that i linked in the post it's the original version that i remember from my childhood but when i looked at the video version it's like a completely different uh beat different music behind it so i don't know how you remember the song like i uh, i only know one version the fact that you're you've said you've put the original i'm guessing it's not that version that i know because this the one i know is sort of like i kind of got like a hard guitar in it like nah, nah. Oh, is that wait. the remixed version the remix version samples like marvin gay i think oh. uh, let, let's get it on it's got a beat that samples that which i didn't even know existed <laughs> but um, yeah the one you're talking oh. about is the original it's the one that goes oh that yeah. is the original okay <laughs> yeah that's but the one not, yeah but you know what I remembered it as a hard guitar too, but it's not a hard guitar. It's, uh, let me just have a quick listen again. Hold on. It's not even a guitar. It's like some weird sound effect, but it sounds gravelly, a little rough. But right. the rest of it's really just boppy and um, real, like, uh, almost dance holy. Um, yeah. It's just got a really cool you, vibe. Yeah. Were you a, a Shaggy fan in general? Yeah, yeah, I have been since I was a kid. I, every time he had a song out, I was like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> you know, <it's> <laughs> and I saw him uh, live at a festival oh, wow. in 06 or 07. It was uh, called Ragamuffin in Melbourne. It was a huge collection of just reggae artists from all across the board. And it was like the best lineup ever. And it was um, spearheaded, like the main act Um I think there were maybe just one before one of the Marlies because they always finish with a Marley usually. Right. Um, but it was Shaggy uh, featuring Ravon. And they oh, yes. tore it the fuck up. Like <laughs> they were the highlight. And they were on the bill with like fucking Arrested Development and UB40 and all this crazy fucking artists that I saw in like one day. And all I could think about when I left was like, holy shit, Shaggy and Ravon. <laughs> They was just amazing, and like that's just separate to the fact that I already already loved all his stuff anyway. I just I just like I just like the fact that he exists, and then he um, he's a guy. Yeah. He, he went like significantly further in his career that, than I thought he would, because like particularly like mm. in the UK, he kind of came out at a time where like Raga was sort of like a trend, and you kind of think, okay, like you'll be here for a while, but it won't specifically last. Like Sean Paul, like how right. we, like Sean Paul is still making like top records in the, over here anyway like it's mm. i'm amazed that you know you when you see in your eyes and you think okay this you know you won't be here in years to come but then they totally are and it's like wow that's very impressive 
Yeah, I mean, because it, it feels like it almost feels like a like a gimmick kind of what they do, right? Or they like because when you listen to the sh- you know Shaggy, uh, I think what's his real name, Oroville or something like that. I can't remember his real name. Now. I don't remember. No, I don't know. Um, Is it not Shaggy? Shaggy Bombastic. That's his name, isn't it? Shaggy Bombastic. Um, <laughs> It was like some really well-to-do name. It was like, I swear Orville was in his name. Hold on. Let me just have a quick look. So Shaggy's real name is, no, that's the wrong Shaggy. Shaggy, not not Scooby-Doo Shaggy. Shaggy singer. There you go. Orville Richard Burrell. Okay. Yeah. Orville Richard Burrell. Um, hmm. And, you know, he, he, when he speaks, he's like, all, all normally he doesn't speak like he sings. You know what I mean? So he's kind of putting on that voice right. and that kind of comes across as kind of gimmicky and you think, oh, that's not going to have a long shelf life. But it's really, it really did have a long shelf life. Like he went on to do like collaboration mm. albums with Sting uh, in the last five, five I know, so I was, that was going to, I was going to ask you, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's had a... Have you heard that? Because I've never pressed play on it. Not the album. I've heard like a couple of Did you of hear the, the Sting? Yeah. It didn't sound was it too good? bad. Yeah, it was it wasn't okay. it wasn't bad, you know. I was just like, hmm. you know, I didn't know I needed that collaboration, but um, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. But like his stuff, like I'm a fan of him as much as I'm a fan of like Brian Adams. Like I'm a huge Brian Adams fan. Right. Well, since I'm already <laughs> like I don't know, your listeners are going to be like, what the fuck is going on? These names <laughs> on this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like I have an unrequited like an unashamed love of these these kind of uh, like more mainstream artists just because I think the catalog the song the songs themselves like tend to hold up for me I don't know right I went through a Brian Adams phase I guess 90s um where I just thought everything like heaven and uh, uh mm. summer of 69 and uh some various yeah. other ones I was I was big into that yeah, yeah. Brian Adams phase I feel like we've all got like at least one Brian Adams song that we kind of like or have heard and have yeah. kind of liked over the course of his career and our lives. Like he's kind of, and the funny thing with him is that he started out in the dance music scene. He was actually in disco initially. Uh, his very first recordings were of like in a disco sort of uh, dance recordings. Cause that's kind of what he was into. But what happened was on those initial recordings, the producer pitched his voice up to make him sound more like kind of girly and then he hated it and then he kind of went in this opposite direction and started making like folk rock music and shit and um he eventually then came he he eventually came back in like the early 2000s maybe and made like a collaboration with with a group called chicane and they made a dance yes I remember, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking yeah. I had the dance song in my head. I would never have remembered it was Chicane, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking amazing. I love that song, too. It was like, don't give up. You know it's true. Do, oh, jeez, I remember that. Do what you want to do. I don't know if it beats the... I don't know if it beats the Three Musketeers song with Rod Stewart and Sting, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. <laughs> the fucking, I bought that uh, on cassette. <laughs> the, yeah, the harmonies on that. Is it? <laughs> yeah this is what i mean and what about like uh didn't he sing that fucking everything i do of course I yeah that's his signature you. yeah what was that one from was that a movie one too that was um 
That was uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie. Yeah. Right. So that was huge. Um, and then the other one was Three Musketeers movie, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Probably my favorite. Uh, when you really love a woman. What he? Oh wow. Yeah, because that was from a Johnny Depp movie I really loved called Don Juan de Marco. Oh, yes, it was. Yes, right. And he did that track. That track was fucking... Well, I love that song. That is a great fucking song. <laughs> and you don't expect it. Like, the, the tone and, like, the style that he's doing is like... Right. What the hell, man? The guy can do anything, really. Oh, wow. Confessions subject. Will we get a confessions <laughs> episode? Brian Adams versus Shaggy. <laughs> Head to head. Have they ever recorded? No, they'd have to. <laughs> Who would win on an island? Who would? <laughs> so I don't know why I pitted them against each other. You've not done that nah, in any confessions I episode. I want to see it now. I just want to see him go <laughs> at it now. Let the let the strongest survive. Yeah, very cool. How's um how's how's life for you at the moment? I I think that one of the last messages you sent recently was that you were in a six week uh, quarantine um uh situation in in uh in australia as well right is that are you is it still hard quarantine time over there or yeah just the i guess the in summation for your listeners out there i guess the best way to describe it is that it fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) so they they instituted what's called um stage four restrictions now we are in stage four so as of yesterday all of a sudden it was uh oh you got to be off the street by 6 p.m. Wow. Uh, stage 4 restrictions are now in place. There is now a curfew from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. You're not allowed to leave your house for any reason other than medical care or if you're going to go to work in during those uh, hours. Otherwise you you're not allowed to be out. Um and they can stop you and fine you and do whatever the fuck they want in that regard. Even if you're going down the road uh, I had to stop myself just from going down the road to go to the service station to to fill up some petrol and buy some cigarettes. I'm like, well, well, no, it's already like ten thirty, and you know, I'm not going to risk like thousands of dollars. Oh my god! In a fine just to do that. Um, there's that, and then that's going to last till mid September. So pretty much, wow. you're you can go out and about, but you're only get this. This is the funniest part. You're only allowed to travel uh, during the allowed period of time, only five kilometers from your home. That's as wow. far as you're allowed to go. If you ha- if you can't work from home, you you can't go to work. Um, yeah, so you're screwed in that Jeez. regard. So it's pretty much Orwellian as fuck. Um, pretty much every conspiracy theory video you ever watched as a kid, if you dabbled oh. in that shit when it came to like illuminati a new world order and all that kind of shit <laughs> but you, usually the talking points are usually shit like this you know total yeah. police state lockdowns uh illegal quarantining by the way because all this is uh, technically unconstitutional by the australian constitution um it's it's all against the law they're not allowed to close borders or quarantine people it's usually power vested in the governor general um, right. and that position is usually supposed to be, you know, representing the queen. It's representing you guys, the crown on this continent. That's the governor general. He's like the big head honcho was supposed to be, but I guess over time that power eroded and now you've got this 
whatever fuck off government that just does whatever the fuck they like <laughs> and they're, they're not beholden to the constitution or the crown or anything they just kind of just run rampant and yeah um this is kind of the end result and it's not to say you know um there isn't a virus out there and it's like mm. people aren't getting sick and all that kind of stuff it's just the level that they're taking it i mean you can't contain something which is essentially a, a, a flu or a variant of the flu uh, by ceasing life itself. Like they are essentially like each stage that comes comes along, it's like shortening and the, uh, no, it's, not, it's, it's removing the amount of space you have around you to move. <laughs> so now mm. it's like, now you have this 5K barrier around you. And then after 8 p.m., it's nothing. You, you can't step out of your house. You got to be here till f- eight to five in the morning. So, oh man, yeah, it's it's a bit oh, of a trip. Geez. It's a bit of a trip. Yeah, that's about how the are people responding to it in general over there? Is it like you sound obviously frustrated? Is there a lot of that over there? Well, I'm not. I'm not really. It's more the frustration is the fact that I can't just um, do my day-to-day shit. Like, I can't just drive around and go places uh, that I need to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, I guess most people would be frustrated at this point because it's kind of, it kind of looked like it was easing and then, of course, it, it resurged. There was a resurgence. I'm using that word because I just mm. watched the Independence Day sequel last night and that's called Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> So there was a resurgence <laughs> of the virus, uh, or you know, it maybe it was because they tested ten thousand more people than usual. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's a general frustration. You know, the business businesses around here are just kind of gone to shit. If you're a small business, you're fucked. Um, like our, I ran a business during the GFC. Um, for two years, and in the second year, everything went to shit. That was bad enough, but I would hate to be a small business in this, in the middle of all this crap. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, you're screwed. It's impossible, isn't it? Yeah. But I heard things, you said it was uh, kind of easing over there. I'm not sure what's happening over there lately. Uh, yeah, it kind of, yeah, they, um, it's always it's in sort of bizarre stages because um, our, our prime minister got into lots of trouble initially because he he didn't close anything and he was very like uh you know you shouldn't really go out and you should try and stay home and you should it was very suggestive and then there was a lot of backlash <laughs> it's kind of like people were saying well, are, you, are you actually telling us not you know he didn't close anything ultimately so a lot of people just ignored it and carried on so he gets mm. a lot of comments now saying that you could have saved thousands of lives if you had put things into place so at least a week earlier. But then it's now it's right. sort of like a, it became like a, a light suggesting, a light suggesting of if you can, first it was if you can work from home, do that. Now it's if you can go to work, do that. So it's, it's sort of a, a very gentle kind of flip and schools remained uh, closed predominantly. They opened like the real young baby classes, the reception classes and the older um top end ones that before they go into primary school but everything is speculating to be open in september again but then there's all the talk of there'll be another spike and then everyone will have to go into lockdown again so i I there will be man 
because that's that's what they do. They'll they'll filter that information first in the news. It's always like, will there be a second wave? And I'm like, as, as soon as I see that on the news, I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, just it's gonna be there. It, we're gonna get a second wave. Is once the news starts seeding that everywhere, it's like, yep, yeah, all right, come on, just just do it already. Yeah, <laughs> get it over with. Yeah, it's now yeah. law as well. You have to wear like, your face mask if you go into a store or anything like oh. that. Yeah, um, that's been that was part of our stage three. So that was every time I went out for the last few weeks. Right, it was all. See, that's only been the rule for like a week now. Mm. So I mean, a lot of people have you know, and there's a huge backlash about that. People saying my civil liberties, you're trying to stifle me, and I'm not supposed to wear masks. And and well. yeah, it it's it's complicated, <laughs> man. And because we're in the in the thick of it, it's like it's not something I want to speak too deeply on either, because it just gets really freaking yeah, yeah. like. Like there's there's valid uh, reasons for bringing up you know civil liberties and and things being taken away during times like this and just basic number comparisons in terms of what what this virus is actually how many people it's affecting how many people it's actually killing what uh, part of the population it's really affecting seems to be mostly a lot of elderly people here in Melbourne mm. every time there's a death every time nineties someone in their nineties. They're in the nineties and they're they're passing away from from the virus. The flu killed like Jesus. The numbers every time they put them side to side, just the regular flu from like last year killed right. a shit ton more people. And we didn't go into lockdown. I mean, I remember swine flu in twenty yeah. oh nine, twenty ten, which I actually had. I oh I, no, really? Yeah, I I got that and I copped it for like a week. It was just like a very very bad persistent flu i feel like every time one of these things come out it's basically that it's just a variation of flu but it's just something a bit stronger it's going to take longer to recover from and if you're a bit older like way older then maybe you you might be affected to the point of death but for a younger person you know you go through that but and that was everywhere that shit was just like that swept across the country and everyone i knew kind of every second person had it um but this didn't happen you know so people start to connect those dots and they start thinking you know a bit more broadly about it a bit more conspiratorially about mm. how suddenly this is the one Th- this right. virus is the one that's going to cause this worldwide panic and lockdown of the entire of the entire world pretty much mm. when this whole thing started there was a lot of response about the sort of death rate of from regular flu and that blew my mind i can't even remember the figures that they pulled out but i thought yeah. what that amount of people die from a flu? lot man a lot it's crazy yeah it is crazy yeah. yeah i had no idea it was that amount of people that that you know have sort of lose their lives to flu that's insane yeah and you know, I guess pr- <laughs> yeah like i don't know what what triggers this response like what what is on the checklist that's like okay this is the one that we're going to press the button on and just pause the world um Mm -hmm. and i feel like we're the test case man like for some reason melbourne's like the petri dish we're like we're inching closer and closer to fucking just absolute 1984 basically (laughs) we're going to be uh no independent sort of retail outlets you just go to the ones that are allowed to be open which are like the the conglomerate ones um they've closed all schools now everything pretty much is shut unless it's completely essential stuff like you know uh, health workers and and, um, stuff like that Mm. um i've personally 
uh, have, well, I basically resigned because my company wouldn't let me work from home and they still expected me to keep coming in. So I was like, yeah, fuck that. So that was a couple of months back officially. But I've been home for like almost the entire year, man. Like even earlier before that, because mm. I was on paternity paternity yeah. leave with the kid, and then all this shit kicked off. So I just stayed home anyway. And yeah, like I've, I don't know. You've probably seen my Facebook updates, but I've been out just collecting wood. Like I've become like, yes, I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. I was like, what? When did that happen? Like, yeah, when did you dude. become that guy? That's amazing. Yeah. It just is chopping fucking, shit. I love it. <laughs> it's really like the woodsman within me that's always been lurking there. Um, it, but have you I, ever like done like? Did you just say right? I'm just gonna buy wood and chop the hell out of it. Like, or is there no, like no, a... no, not buy, not buy, my friend. That's, oh, that's okay. The beauty of it. It didn't cost me anything to get the wood, other than petrol to drive to the wood. Because what what happens is, um, when I moved to this place about four years ago. I bought a outdoor fire pit, which is this giant fire pit. Uh, you can make giant fires in outside. And first I went to the service stations and I bought my wood from there. And then and it was okay. Like it was pretty smoky and a bit stinky, but it burned all right. And from there, I just started to sort of investigate into where can I get more different types of wood. And it was mostly to do with like... Um, like uh, online marketplace type deals, like Facebook marketplace. And we've got a local one called Gumtree, which right. is just online trade and selling shit um, and people giving shit away for free and people posting free firewood. So every day there'd be like a bunch of postings all over the, the state for various reasons. There's been a tree chopped down and it's usually like a bunch of tradies that are doing the chopping. They've been contracted to come cut a tree and then they'll leave an ad up saying, "Hey, come take the free the free logs, because uh, you know it means that someone else can come do the cleaning up. They don't have to do that shit." So people like me, you develop this obsession with hunting those <laughs> ads, and then boom, taken off as quickly as you can because you know some other motherfucker is going to get there before you and take at least majority of that wood. So I've been traveling around the last three, four months, pretty much indulging in that. Which I that thing which I developed years ago, I didn't have a chance to really do that much three years, four years ago, maybe for a couple of months. But this time I was like, man, I'm taking this time off from the world, and I'm just gonna just deep dive into just being a woodsman, and it's been like the best thing ever. Like I've actually felt um, more balanced. Um, it's a lot of hard physical labor, so like I've never been, haven't felt or looked this fit like a really long time just without really doing much except lifting and hauling wood. <laughs> um, now I've just got like shit ton of wood. I've got that wall of wood. If you saw that wall of wood, that's neatly split and all nice looking. That was at your home or? In the garage. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought you were in a store. No, dude. <laughs> that's my that, I thought that wood, was dude. a picture of like in like, the, like you were buying wood from the wood store. What? That's what I took that pic. That's what I thought that picture was. Man, was like, you went in with an axe. I, I need to put a proper caption in there because that's the wood that I collected and oh my split gosh. and stored in the garage shelves. And then I've got this huge pile in the front yard that I'm storing and trying to dry out. Uh, that I'm piling up 
at the front yard and I'm going to try to sell eventually when we can actually do that in six weeks time. Um, try and sell the wood because that's a big thing here. Like people, as much as you see ads for free wood, you see way more ads for people selling that same type of wood. Um, and people around here, especially in my neighborhood, it's very, it's very naturey. It's it's very. I'm close to a mountain, so it's like very hilly and green. Lots of spa- open spaces in between nice. the houses and stuff. Yeah. So it's a lot of people burning wood, especially around now because it's winter. Um, yeah. So that's just been my life, man. I fucking love it. That's awesome. Is your wife supportive of this new venture, or does she sort of like? Where, how did this happen? Is she like, how did we get to this? <laughs> well, yeah, that was the initial reaction. It's like uh, I think she thought I was like having like a early midlife crisis, and I'm like, nah, not even. This is like me like enjoying myself. <laughs> like I bought that. Four, I bought a four ton log splitter, which splits like ginormous size. Uh, chunks of of tree like i've split the most ridiculous sizes of wood that i've just as it's splitting in half i'm sitting there laughing like the joker because i'm just like <laughs> this is this is incredible i'm like ah, oh my god this is crazy i should not have this power <laughs> you know um and then I'm pretty much just, uh, I'm not shirtless, but I'm in a singlet for most of the day and gloves. And so I've got all these scratches all over my, my torso uh, from, from handling wood. And like, I get, I get jizzed on by all this tree sap like every day and I just end up sticky, but, but it's all different types of wood and they all, they all feel different. They all smell different too. And it's, it's just cool. Once you get into it, it's kind of like. I don't know. I'm learning more about wood than I really thought I would. Uh, That's amazing. Than I thought I would. That's very, very cool. Yeah. Are you going to maybe, maybe it would extend into like carving and, and, (laughs) and that kind of carpentry. What do you think? Yeah. Too much work. Like I'm having fun with the chainsaw, (laughs) Uh, uh, but uh, I probably, I thought about it with the chainsaw maybe carving something out, but it it was just, I wouldn't have the skill to do anything interesting. It's just going to be like a giant dick. Like, it's just going to be like a big phallic symbol. <laughs> That's the easiest thing I could probably carve out with a chainsaw. <laughs> Giant wooden dick. Bye, I don't think it's wood from wood. I think it's perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, every time I've made a Facebook post about it, it's just been a, a, a penis joke, pretty much. <laughs> like The caption on the one with the wall of wood just basically said, got wood. <laughs> and the other one was when I posted a video of my wood splitter and the caption was, I'm getting wood for this wood. Something like that. No, this wood is giving me wood. <laughs> this wood, this wood is giving me wood. <laughs> so, like, but that could be your like the business name instead of because it's always a question like got milk question mark got wood question mark your wood. your business could be got wood exclamation mark like I've got it. Well, yeah. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not asking I, you. I'm saying I have it. <laughs> I've got this elaborate plan that when I do roll out the business side of it, I'm going to, I'm going to make a character name for myself. That's going to be like, Sir Woodley or something like that. Like it's going to have, I'm going to have like a name that that's going to be the lead character and my mascot of the business. So i will be like, that's good. Woodley Birchington or something like that. You know, 
<laughs> and I'll be like, oh, Woodley and Birchington. I uh, come from a long line of birch farmers here in the Cotswolds of, of England. And, we've, and we've say, are you English? Multiple generations. Yes, I am. And multiple <laughs> generations of my family have uh, cultivated this this fine wood. <laughs> and you out there, if you're having trouble lifting your equipment, <laughs> just f- order yourself some of this fine wood birch <laughs> that will give you wood. The wood that gives you wood. Yes, you're the wood that would give them wood. I am the wood that gives the world wood, Imran. Yes. That's I great, am the huh? Wood. I am the wood that gives the world wood. That yes. kind of sounds like almost like biblical in a way. I, I go with it. It's, it's, <laughs> it is. And it works with the singlet and like and, the, the And the then God said, <laughs> I am the wood that gives the world wood. <laughs> Didn't, I've, I've got Justin Timberlake in my head now. Didn't yeah. he name kid? Um, I remember his last album was called Man of the Woods. Man of the Woods, yeah. I don't know what he was going with with that. No, um, was it was the name called. of his son. He, apparently his his son is called Silas, and that's right. what it means, Man of man of the Woods. Woods oh, or okay. Wood, man of the Woods. So, yeah, I don't know if you want to incorporate that at all. No, okay. <laughs> no, he wasn't an influence. I did. I know I, that did pop into my head. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, you know, JT was doing something for his kid, and then that's how that theme came about. So that's yeah. fine. But like, I don't know why he named him that. Like, anyway, like Silas is a cool name, but yeah. I don't know if he wanted something wood related. <laughs> well, then I mean, that's the symmetry. Symmetry is there in terms of the phallic nature of the name as well, because Silas yeah. kind of uh, phonetically reminds you of Silo. And a silo is a large phallic-shaped object. <laughs> um, so there you go, man of the wood, man of the <laughs> man of the silo, sila, yeah, sila, not silas, because si- that's silo. Woods. Yeah, silo would be Silo-o. the singular of the word. Oh, yeah. this is cold. Yep. <laughs> I was going to ask. I, I, well, you've already answered it, but I was going to say, has quarantine life been productive for you? I was going to say in a creative context, um, in terms of music and shows and things like that. Um, I guess the band has as a take a well, has it? Has it been on a mini hiatus? Or yeah, we've had to uh, in, t- in terms of at least meetups. But we've uh, we've started the Zoom thing. So every awesome. Thursday we. Every Thursday for a couple of hours, we're just going to shoot the shit. And in between, we're mess- messaging each other ideas. So we have a lot of shit to talk about. So that's kind of cool. Um, and they have to go through your wood-related song titles, I guess. Do we, do we discuss the exact same thing? Because in our discussion of how our Dark Southern world works, it gets very detailed, <laughs> very intricate and very detailed. Every detail matters. So we kind of d- drilled deep into everything and the wood became a big part of it. Uh, the trees and the woods um, became a big part of our narrative uh, from day one, actually. Uh, it's been a big part of our story because it's central to our story is the something we call the world tree, which is meant to sort of embody the stories of the ancient trees that uh, apparently used to populate the earth that used to be like ginormous you know, really, really ginormous trees, mm. um, which is sort of where the worship of trees came because those particular trees used to provide shelter and food and 
tribes used to live under them, um, stories like that. So it evokes like something really ancient. Um, so yeah, that and then the sexual thing, <laughs> just all the, <laughs> the the wood jokes. Um, because I because I, I was telling them in the actual recording that every time I chop a pile of wood, the stuff that was on the shelving, because I, I chopped that really fine to be burnt, like to, so it looks like all aesthetically pleasing and shit. But every time I'd look at a pile, I'd look at it and I think to myself, ah, man, that is a sexy pile of wood. Like that would literally be the first description out of my head would be like, ah, oh, man, that's just so sexy. It just looks so sexy. And then, I, and then I'd, I'd pop it away on the shelf and I'm like, man, there's something just inherently like sexual about this whole woodsman wow. thing. Like it's multi-layered sexually. But at the same time, at the same time as that, there's this other whole other thing operating where every time I work with the wood and do something with it, I'm learning something about life. <laughs> it's really weird. In terms of like just stacking wood, so stacking the wood, and you've got to make it fit right when you're stacking wood. It's got to fit almost perfectly. It's like puzzle pieces. And somehow, some way, they all just slot into each other. And they stay basically one supports all the others. So every single one has to fit somewhere in order to support the whole. And I start thinking like philosophically about shit like that. So um, the woodsman thing has kind of been dominating in a lot of, wow. in a lot of respects. I'm getting a lot of out. I'm getting a lot out of it creatively. And now that we're in this fucking stage four shit and I can't go do any of that, <laughs> I'm pretty much um, like, oh, well, now's a good time, at least next six weeks, to actually come back inside the house and go back in the lab and focus on completing a bunch of creative tasks, one of which is the long fucking gestating turtles review, which has been done. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Audio-wise, video presentation-wise, it's because it takes so long to put together the video. It's because it's all cuts and montages and shit. That's what's taken uh, ages to do. So I'm going to get back to that. That's my next big thing um, before I do another Confessions show, which would hopefully... Uh, where are we? It's Tuesday now. Yeah. I can squeeze one by the end of this week, a Confessions show. So that'll be the two main things I'll be focusing on. Amazing. Much. I love that. that. I remember you put the idea of that Ninja Turtle kind of epic review of of this movie which i you know mm. as i've communicated to you before i'm such a diehard of that movie it's just yeah. i honestly adore it and uh, the fact that you kind of dug it to the point where you're sort of putting this incredible project together i honestly can't wait to, to you'll uh, love to it. it you'll love yeah, it and it's no and i've got it. your video as well sitting in the folder <laughs> for part two so that'll that will get made as well hopefully pretty soon after i, I just want to get the ball rolling back on this shit because it's so many things happening in the world that just kind of distracted me from doing any of this stuff. Like I'm lucky I even put any of these mixes out um, pretty much just woodsmaning and then doing like blue and green stuff. Yeah. Uh, but now, yeah. Yeah. I should see an uptick in creative content. Amazing. I think since we last spoke, something I was I wanted to ask you about confessions. Cause I think since we last spoke, you've had, 
Um, so we, we spoke about the Jamiroquai one that had aired, if I remember right, at the time. But we we definitely spoke extensively about Jamiroquai and your passion for them and the show that you did. But I think yeah. since then, there's been Sade and Missy Elliott. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, Missy was an, was an epic, another epic mm. uh, in length. It was like 17 odd hours or something. I think so. Yeah, round about that. Yeah, mm. epic collection of 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 music again i guess i there's a there's a few names that i'm mega surprised like missy i'm surprised that it's come this sort of that it's taken this sort of this long for you to do a missy episode that Mm. obviously the size and scope of it aside but like being a diehard basement fan i guess i'm i'm also having said that i'm stunned we've never had a devante like a solo devante episode or a yeah That's kind of on purpose. Uh, I think I, I mentioned in one of the, I think I mentioned in the Missy show, like the reason I kind of, I've, I left him, I left him to be peppered throughout the whole life of this, sh- this broadcast. Like I want mm. them to be uh, towards like, cause I don't know when it's going to end or when I'm going to stop it. You know, I'll, I can do the shit yeah. forever, but you know how things go. Like, I'm just going to like kind of uh every now and then i'm gonna tackle like a pillar of the basement project so it's building up to like a knockdown static that was like a major one and then that was yeah. uh missy was gonna, gonna be the next one tim is on that list and then Devante eventually i'm gonna do one focused on him because a lot of his stuff pops up pops up on the jodeci show as well a lot yeah. of uh a lot of stuff i've played from tim and missy's catalog has been in other basement related stuff as well um but yeah i want to kind of do it every now and then one of them will pop up from the basement years uh and they'll get their own spotlight so i'm building up to tim and Devante at some point they're not even actually i haven't even got them on the list yet uh that's that's the thing so for the moment let me just see who i actually do have coming up so it was uh, uh eric robeson of course is the next one aero um adriana evans katie tatham wow that's uh, gonna be a big one that's gonna be a massive one uh yeah. badu hopefully after yes. that yeah. uh terence downs i don't know if you're familiar with him um he's yeah, usually sings with ananda project he's a vocalist with that right. usually yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah Creative Partners. Oh, wow. Uh, Georgia Ann Muldrow. Wow. I got Stuart Price. Um, so then he's not even on the list. So I'm up to like, uh, that the Stu Price was 40. Then Chris Brand is 41. He's an Ander Project and Wom Do Project and all kinds of things. Uh, Dave Grohl is 42. Oh, my gosh. That's long <laughs> uh, in the works, that one, hasn't it? And the only other one I've got is number 43, episode 43. Guess who's listed as episode 43? I'm drawing blanks. I haven't got uh, Brian Adams. Oh, shit. That's that <laughs> a good one, actually. <laughs> no, it's that uh, that person that we discussed for multiple podcasts that we oh, weren't good sure if <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> His name's <laughs> listed there because he's just been sitting there for like oh. ages. So I've always pushed him and pushed him and pushed him. So he's at the very end of the list, number 43. Never, Mr. I, but Mr. not Robert, removed? No, no, Mr. Robert Sylvester Kelly. Oh, my gosh. He's still the, on the list. Yep, 
Yep, Woo. I can feel you getting uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I was like, oh, but no, it's fine. Like, uh, but I still, you know, it's yeah. just there. I don't know if I'm actually going to go ahead with it. Um, you know, the there's, the there is a, there's a glorious '90s period, you know, that are, that would just be, yeah, like, just it's so good. That is just so good, and it's it is unfortunate, like that. It's even yeah. a conversation, that, you know. That, but musically um, yeah, speaking, the, there's we could get away yeah. with it obviously but um yeah so that's i completely forgot he was actually there i thought i did get rid of him actually no interesting so yeah they'll get tackled mm. eventually Devante, definitely amazing so what's the how like for the missy Elliott episode you know the 17 as i said i think it's about 17 hours i mean how mm. how do you even begin to put that together you just make a list of everything that you've got and everything that you know b-sides remixes features mm. and then you just you start to piece things together you start to then you know obviously you, there was lots of news footage and interviews uh that you kind of uh used in the process as well but i mean is there like a i don't know what's the process for putting something that math that size together um well i kind of liken it to the whole uh to the wood thing again not to bring it all the way f- or everything about the wood but it does seem like you're trying to though. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, this wood will be for sale pretty soon. Well, uh, maybe I'm just plugging a business. No, I'm not. I um, I can imagine someone coming around and saying, I'd like to buy this wood, and you're like, Well, I mean they kind of, like a set. You'd have to buy all the wood. I'm like, I couldn't possibly take all the wood. Well, I can't separate the wood and they belong together. They're from the same family tree. <laughs> guy yeah i don't know if yeah the wood you've bonded with it spiritually yeah definitely <laughs> and, and physically <laughs> not with my dick though just just with my hands no i of course you just <laughs> lots of cuddles yeah i understand <laughs> yeah i could imagine like the, the cuts i mean i get cuts just handling with my hands like i wouldn't want to like start grinding all over it you know like it's just not gonna it's not gonna work but um, so what what I was saying about the the stacking of the wood, it's like it's like putting together a complex puzzle. Like you got to make everything fit. So it's kind of the same way with, okay, I collect all the tracks I'm going to use or I think I'm going to use. Um, it could be like, in the hundreds usually, and I got to I still whittle that down into the end product. So the seventeen hour show was probably around about maybe twenty five or something like stupider than that. Like it was double maybe. Um, and I've pretty much collected and I listen to all the tracks. I kind of list them in groups that I think that would make sense. So sometimes, or more often these days, I'll start off a lengthy show with like the early, earliest stuff that I could find from the artist from their beginnings, cluster that together. And then sometimes I go in like a chronological order to show like development. Um, of their artistry and of their sound. I think I did that with Missy most of the time. So it was like a chronological yeah. stuff for her solo stuff. And then in between you get like sets that are just production stuff and feature work, which is kind of all over the place time-wise. Um, so it makes it easier to, to put put it together into sets. So it's always going to be a set, like a two, two, two and a half hour, three hour set. Um, and then I, I, I talk a little bit and then another two, three hour set. Um, 
usually in that kind of loose definition. So mm. that makes it a lot easier to sift through. And then it's fun for me because I like listening to the stuff and being like, well, that sounds good here and this sounds good here. And it's not always just matching tempos either. Like it's not about trying to make sure that this set all kind of runs the same tempo. It's more about yeah. what's going to work um, sound-wise. So I'll have like the final set, which is usually sexy stuff and slow stuff, slow jams and things like that. Um, that's featuring work that's from all over her catalog instead of just from one period. So each little set has its own little boundary. One's like time, one's feel, and one's just dictated by category. And then just put those larger sets together. (laughs) So, yeah, it's like uh, puzzle piecing, man. I think my brain just loves doing that. I think since since I was a kid, putting together turtles puzzles, which I used to fucking love doing the turtles puzzles. (laughs) I used to own so many of them. I wish I still had them, man. Those was so much fun. And then I used to do bigger pieces after that, 1,000 pieces, 2,000, whatever. Yeah, yeah they were. Like, I think just, sorry, I think it's very cool that you've identified that about yourself. I think people can fall into patterns um, about their behavior but not really have clicked, and the click, no pun intended, but um, kind of the way that their mind works and to, to put things in certain categories and certain ways to identifying that behavior in yourself that's quite a unique thing isn't it don't you think yeah yeah it's almost so. uh, it's almost like psychological in nature yeah yeah it's it's worth uh, it's worthwhile doing yeah then the, the uh, you also did the uh the Sade episode which i imagine was was a lot of fun being obviously a fan of uh the the band but also being the diehard Stuart Matthewman fan that you are as well yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that that show was that show was a lot of fun to do. I got to put a Maxwell track on there as well. Um, just a sweet back collaboration they did. So it was cool having yeah. uh, Maxwell on the Sade show because he's such a big fan of Sade too, and of course uh, yeah. he would have geeked out actually working with Stu at the time. And the fact that they kind of stayed tight. And that they were both responsible for Embrya. That's why I have such high regard for, for both of them. Just mm. when they got together on that album and they just did that, they, they made that. And I was like, wow. Um, actually, yeah, Stu is on the list, uh, as in the, the mental list for a show. Oh, so wow. he'll definitely get a show as well. He's got a lot of material just under his like cotton belly, uh, name yeah. and remix work and shit. So. Yeah. I bought his um, Twin Danger album a couple of years ago. It was him and a vocalist whose name escapes me. Uh, they had one album. It was sort of noir jazz. Um, right. But it was, a, it was a very, very cool project. Who was this? Uh, yeah, Vanessa Blair. They put out an album together. I believe it's just the one. Uh, it came out a couple of years ago, which was, uh, it was, yeah, it was very, very cool. There's some really, really cool songs on there. That's interesting We you brought that up because... Um... Uh, I was recently watching a video of a of a video game called L.A. Noir. Oh. Uh, it's, it's this uh, game that came out, I think, about ten years ago or so, and it's very lifelike. The, it was like the most vis- the most lifelike uh, facial mocap that had been done at the time. So the facial work was re- very realistic, 
and you're playing a detective in the 1930s in, in LA and you have to read people's facial expressions and to tell if they're lying or not and shit like oh, that. Wow. Um, and then the background music, the score was actually um, scored by members of uh, Sade. Um, oh, oh, wow. Which was like random as fuck. I was like, uh, da, 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 I was reading about it. And then the work on the score, the team engaged Andrew Hale and Simon Hale um, from uh, Sweetback, actually. Sweetback and Sade. Mm. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. It's like this cool jazzy score in the background, um, which I wish I knew about when I made the Sade show. I would have put some of that in there. <laughs> that would have been cool. Do you get that often where you've completed the show and thought, right, that's as up to date as it gets for that artist? And then a few months mm. later, you think, oh, that one would have been perfect and as to include. Yeah. Yeah. The big one would have been uh, fucking D'Angelo because I really, if I, I just wish that the um, Unshaken, I think, oh, that, was right. the song? that one, the one that was on Red yeah. Dead Redemption 2. Sure. Um, I wish that had come out before I put the show out because I would have fucking finished the entire show with that song. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one I'm a little annoyed about. Um, and actually, have you heard of this Sling Bomb vinyl release? I've heard you about of it? it. I've heard of it. it. It got delayed, didn't it, because of the virus stuff. Is that right? I don't know. I, th- I thought like it came out already. I thought Did it? Uh, it had been released. Um, I don't know oh, if you, because I was going to ask if you heard the D'Angelo show, uh, the D'Angelo uh, song that was supposed to be on there. There's supposed to be one with uh, D'Angelo and Erica Badu and like, isn't there like 10 people or something on this one song? Yeah, yeah. Some like weird, uh, it's like a three track release, but it's, I think it's meant to yeah. be like just, yeah, multi-collab three track thingy. Oh, okay. I think I, I, uh, I think one it was speculated upon, you know, before its release that it was a Damon Alban uh, alter ego, or sort of one of his. It was basically his project. I'm not sure. Oh, for that. real? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was ever verified, but there was a lot of uh, people who thought, "Oh no, that is definitely him." But I, I don't know what they were really going on um, with mm. as some evidence but um that's a great question i actually i forgot all about that um, thing is that i looked up sling bomb and there is at least one other release from from that name that title sling bomb if you actually youtube sling bomb you'll see uh, a live performance it says sling bomb with Corey henry keon harold and marcus strickland uh performing at the boiler room so i don't know what How there's a connection there uh four years ago it says thanks i'm a fan of all those musicians and i'm trying to attach yeah one. i figured they'd be right up your alley actually yeah no they yeah i've got albums from all of them <laughs> i'm kind of thinking sling well, bomb. Sling bomb, then? I like, thought, yeah because i had an idea like sling bomb might have been just some like uh white guy no i don't know i have no idea now but you can watch the video if you just type in sling bomb yeah. on youtube it should be let me see oh, so sling bomb is on the moog in this video that's fine. We can do some detective work later, but yeah. Yeah. Seems to have a, a release, a previous release prior to this new vinyl that was supposed to come out. So. Yeah, right. Oh, at last I heard it had been delayed virus wise. So, uh, no, I, I, if it mm. had come out, that would be interesting. I'd like to. De- I mean, he had a great guest list, I think, from from what I remember yeah. being reported about the album. So, yeah. Definitely. And then there's, of course, there's V's joint, which is a lot of fun. How awesome yeah. is that? That's yeah. kind of 
in a weird way, that's full circle for me in a way, because that's what I always thought Confessions was before Confessions. Yeah, I <laughs> I, know, kind of I, fi- I finally gave you what you were expecting. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is it kind of fun kind of uh, preparing a show in that context now? I mean, it's not specifically new uh, in terms of, you know, there's so many SoundCloud mixes that you put out along that, that kind of vein, but I guess presenting it, is that kind of... Cool. yeah it is it is it is actually a full circle thing you're right because it's actually just going back to like the, the things i used to love doing early on when i started doing all this kind of stuff and i get to just pick and choose like the best ones like the last one i put out episode two is every single track on there i've I've actually used in a mix previously but all on different mixes right so it was kind of like a and some i haven't used at all on that list but it was majority stuff that i just default think of and i think of like house bangers and just house music that i really love mm. um and i was like yeah that'll work because um why not because <laughs> usually i've got like i got this weird uh rule set for myself where it's like i don't want to use um the same artist consecutively on multiple mixes one after the other so i'll try to make sure that each set list each track list on each show or each mix um, you're not going to find the same tracks or the same artists on each mix mm. from mix to mix. But on this one, these joint, I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to sort of pick and choose my best and favorite um, within Broken Beat, uh, New Soul. And then this one, it was like, man, it's been ages since I've done a house mix or anything like to do with house. I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Let's house it up. It's very cool. Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying listening to them actually. So yeah, but I, I did, I did put at the end of the show coming up with Simon. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! Saying, what's he doing? What's he doing? He's blown it, and I'm like, yeah, he's blown it. And I don't know. Why. <laughs> like, I know. I'm, no, it's... All I'm imagining is like some like people listening in the UK and be like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, oh, what? What? Oh, what? Is Simon just on? What did this one two hours ago? Is there another Simon with another show coming on? <laughs> wow, this this blue and green radio, they're just employing all the Simons. <laughs> all the Simons out there. Every I'm just I'm just sandwiching between all these shows run by people named Simon. You should just stack, stack the <laughs> stack the Sunday shows with people. I'm gonna rename myself Simon. Simon V. Simon V. Simon. Wow, yeah. that actually sounds kind of um, catchy. <laughs> Simon V. It sounds like uh, one of those made-up names you'll hear in like Star Wars or something. Oh, you know, right. like Simon spelled really weird. Simon yeah. V. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Boba Fett. Well. <laughs> Like Maz Canada. Like Dexter Jetster. These are all names from Star Wars movies, by the way. <laughs> Dexter Jetster is in Star Wars? Who's that? Yeah, the prequels. Oh, I've missed that one. I haven't watched prequels. Yeah. Because the prequels have a, the prequels have a fuck ton of characters with actual names just for the to- purpose of selling the, the likeness as toys and all kinds of products. Oh. Okay. Because the prequels suck so much that no one, no one knows about the character names because no one bought the shit. Because they all sucked. <laughs> no one gave a fuck about any of those people, those characters in that movie, in those movies. 
I mean, the sequel uh, wasn't wasn't any better, really. Uh, I still didn't. I mean, it was better, but I didn't still didn't like it as much as. as no, I actually think the, the best thing since the originals was for me Mandalorian, which I just yeah. loved. Yeah, it's Mando so is tops. Mando, I still haven't finished though. I'm like, I was only like halfway oh, through. Oh my god, it's, it was pre, it's great. Pre Corona, I started watching it, and then. I was like, everything shit shit hit the fan, and then everything just yeah. got to put on hold, and I still have to go back to finish it. But my mate from my band tells me every time he can, every time we bring up Star Wars, he's like, dude, he's American, like, dude, you still haven't watched Mando yet? <laughs> That's our guitarist Tom. He's like, real, he's real chill, he's real chill about everything. He's like, dude, you gotta watch Mandalorian. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it, man. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> It got nominated for like fifty million awards or something, didn't it? For oh, like, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, for like uh, Emmys or Emmys or whatever the next one is. It's like mostly design and design work and shit. I think it got nominated for. Right. Um, it was. A, yeah, you're right. They, they had this thing of, it's a great show. I really, really enjoy it. They had this um really cool kind of roundtable discussion with the uh, the directors uh, from each um of the of the episode so you had um i can't remember her names they had um tyker's hmm. not in it he's i think tyker's in no he's tyker tyker is in it yeah he, he, he is doesn't he yeah. doesn't he appear yeah, or so something, or? yeah they, they did a list of the season two directors and i can't i think i'm getting the two lists confused uh, but yeah, yeah tyker right. does in season one and they had um some other names who i who i weren't familiar with and then you had bryce dallas howard and it was just this really funny. They kind of go around the table to, and each of the directors are talking about what Star Wars means to them and mm. how they just had to fight and claw in their careers uh, to get to this point. And then they go to Bryce and they're like, so Bryce, what's your connection? And she went, yeah, man. It was just like this like this pimp kind of, I grew up in this shit and I was a kid having dinner with George Lucas with my parents <laughs> and I just fell asleep at a table. And I just imagine all these people like, fuck's sake. <laughs> fell asleep at a table at a dinner with george lucas as a kid because it meant nothing to you i just like just really stayed with me it was so yeah. funny proximity is everything i guess yeah I know, amazing but uh no she's awesome i didn't mean that as any kind of slight it's just it was just funny you had these fuck guys you going, bryce dallas howard <laughs> that's straight from imran and blue and green radio yeah let's start some beef let's make make you famous <laughs> Yes, uh, I crave it. <laughs> <laughs> Surviving Imran. No, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> do, 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 do. He's still, still on the loose. He's still on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> and then they slow down your thing and they repeat it again. Oh, I crave it. Do, 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 do. Watch as one man becomes undone by his own passions. <laughs> it's still a thing. It's still a thing. It just because I remembered so, it right now. I'm so I'm so I don't know if I moved or wildly offended. But I, I, <laughs> hey, I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Lot. Uh, I'm so looking forward to editing this episode. Anyway, uh... <laughs> have you heard but, yeah. of ha, Have you heard of uh, Red Letter Media on YouTube? No, it's a channel called Red Letter Media, or Mister Plinkett as a as a character. Have you heard that name at all? No. Okay, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a link. 
just to show you what what other things I've been doing with my time has been pretty much watching everything on this one YouTube channel called Red Letter Media that have been around for like since 2009 at least I think. Um, they review just movies, TV shows, things like that, but they do a lot of satire okay. work. Right. So there's been like this legendary satirical reviews that came out of the prequels made by a character these guys made up called Mr. Plinkett, who's just this depraved, fucked up individual. The <laughs> reviews were like so amazingly um, hilarious, but also accurate in terms of breaking down all the crap that was in the prequels. It actually, right. it actually affected the trajectory of Star Wars. Like they didn't, George Lucas like hung it up after that because he was sick of the criticisms. <laughs> and this was like kind of the at the center of it. So it's kind of it's part of history, like a little bit. Like if you if you have a spare uh, minutes, a few minutes here and there, I'm gonna slide you the link to the very first one for the Phantom Menace sure. review that he did, and it's. It's hilarious. It's like actually hilarious performance art. Um, but it's just like, it's what all I've been obsessed with in terms of just watching <laughs> what I'm watching online. Well, no, I look forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Good way to pass the time anyway. And you'll get obsessed if you, if you watch some of their other stuff, the review shows, they're fucking hilarious. There's just three, these three dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I shall. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll look forward to the link. Yeah, send the link. There and it I'll, is. Uh... Yeah, there we go. Surviving yeah, him, very, very cool. no, oh. that's a loose one. <laughs> Something else that just popped in my mind as you were talking a few minutes ago. What what happened mm. to Midnight in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, that's that's on the cards. It's I've got the first okay. two mixes already, like actually tracked out. I don't know which tracks I'm going to use, but I've still I'm still um, carving out the character that I'm going to use for it. Like I told you, I was going to play a character for that for that series. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be tightly scripted. So I've actually got to script out um, who I am and what I'm, what period this takes place in, what what's the year that it's taking place in. There's got to be a sort of a running um, chronology to the whole thing because it's supposed to feel like it's it's taped from the radio. So I've got to come up with a fictional radio station. I've got to come up with a fictional character for myself or multiple characters or DJs. Who present the music? Um, oh I might, I might then venture off into some weirder shit and maybe like do fake interviews with like some of the artists from the band and make up make up some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I s- I'm still working out the creative drive of that whole thing. Other than just putting out '80s music, I want it to be something a bit more interesting and involving. Um, That's amazing. But again, six weeks. Uh, I'm sure I can get it done. <laughs> we got uh, five kilometers. I have my five kilometer fucking um, aura. That's my aura now. It's a five kilometer aura. It's not allowed to exist beyond five k's. Oh jeez, yeah, it's pretty yeah. intense, isn't it? But that sounds yeah. that sounds really exciting. I, I, yeah, I would totally love to hear that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, cool, man. Oh, was I supposed to pick a song because... Oh, yeah. I didn't sure. do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I should have mentioned okay. it. It's my fault. But All it's right. okay. Take your time. You can go with anything. No, because I kind of was thinking about it earlier tonight, and it's probably going to be Say it. a song I know exactly that I've been working on, actually. Oh. 
What's it gonna be? I was convinced. Bombastic. Bombastic. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. Well, that was my other choice. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go with Mr. Bombastic. Mr. Bombastic. We want some bombastic, romantic, fantastic lover. Shaggy. Mr. Lover, Lover. Mm. Mr. Lover, Lover. Girl. Mr. Lover, Lover. Mm. Mr. Lover, Lover. She called me Mr. Bombastic. Tell me fantastic. Touch me on my box. She says I'm Mr. Romantic. Call me fantastic. Touch me on my box. She says I'm Mr. Smooth. Just like a silk, soft and cuddly, hug me up like a quilt. I'm a lyrical lover. Now take me thin or filled with my sexual physique. You know me well built, do me, do my well, well, can't you tell? I'm just like a turtle crawling out of my shell. Can you captivate my body, put me under a spell? With your couscous perfume, I love your sweet smell. You're the young, the young girl who can ring my bell and I can take rejection. So you tell me go to well and boom, bust. Fantastic, put me on my box, she says I'm Mr. Rowe Monty, I'm the fantastic, she put me on my box, she says I'm Mr. Boom, 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 Bastic, tell me fantastic, put me on my box, she call me Mr. Rowe Monty, tell me fantastic, she put me on my box, she says I'm Mr. Boom, boom, Take you to an island of the sweet cold breeze You don't feel like drive, well baby hand me the keys And I will take you to a place and set your mind at ease Don't you stick to my foot bottom, <laughs> baby please Don't you play with my nose cause I'm a hatching sneeze Well are you are the bun and me are the cheese And if I'm me at the rise, well baby love you the peas I'm bombastic, tell me fantastic Touch me on me box, she says I'm Mr. Rowe Monty, tell me fantastic Strand of your bandages I'm bombastic Rated as the best The best you should get Nothing more, nothing less Give me your digits Chat on your address I'll bet you confess When you put me to the test That I'm bombastic Tell me fantastic Touch me on me box She says I'm Mr. Rowe Romantic Tell me fantastic Touch me on me box She says I'm Mr. Boom Bombastic Tell me fantastic Fantastic, 
she says I'm Mr. Boom, boom, busty, tell me fantastic, touch me on me box, she says I'm Mr. Roll, romantic, tell me fantastic, touch me on me box, she says I'm Mr. Boom, where you say girl, smooth. Mr. Bombastic, party fantastic. <laughs> Actually, I said, what did I say? I sounded like Indian there. I was like, bloody oh, fantastic. <laughs> Mr. Bombastic, bloody fantastic. 